Thank you for downloading this week's episode of West Box Score. I'm Alex Gonzalez, joined by Dbot Donald Paz. What's up, dude? Yo, what's going on, brother? Uh, nothing much here. Just uh, getting ready to chop up UFC 264 with you, my man. You ready to talk about it? Hell yeah. <laughs> it was a wild one, man. It was a yeah, wild was. one. We're going to get into it right now. Before we do get started, I got to ask you to please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify, screenshot, and tag us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at West Box Score. Our social media links will also be in the show notes. What about our Edmano, Sonny Edmano? Follow him on Twitter and Instagram. He's at the Fox Crate, which is also the name of his podcast, along with Primo Rick. Shout out, Primo Rick. Shout out to Primo Rick. But yeah, they have a great show where they talk about music. They talk about collecting vinyl. They talk about, mm-hmm. like, sometimes they talk about, like, some of the latest releases that come out. Like, it's surprising. I'll listen to it, and I'll be like, oh, I didn't even know that guy put his album out on vinyl. But these guys are on it, man. They're on it. So For sure. it's a really good show, man. And they, they get into, like, life discussions as well, you know, because it all intersects. So For that sure. was really good. So follow Sonny Hermano at the Fox Create. They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. And also check out our Discord group. It's, it's growing. Uh, shout out to everybody that's supporting us in the Discord group. Big Money Matt Paz. Billy Delgado, Nahum Galdames, Parker McDaniels, Brianna Flores, JV Ortiz, Rick Esparza, aka our uh, moderator, I believe. <laughs> you yeah, know, he's right. there policing everybody. <laughs> Referee Rick. And Clipper Pablo, who has two accounts there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Such a boomer. He created two logins. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so yeah, shout them out. And uh, yeah, check out our Discord group. We'll have our link on our show notes uh, if you want to join and kind of just chop it up with us outside of the podcast, man. Like, we love to hear from you. We love to have conversations with you guys and and kind of get to know you guys better. And mm-hmm. then we could chop it up about stuff that we talk about on the podcast, kind of like a post-game show. You could think of it like that. And fact check us on all the wrong st- uh, stuff we got wrong in this week's episode for sure. And, yeah. <laughs> and also, <laughs> man, D-Bot, I know you and me, we're both big coffee drinkers. Like, oh, heck like yeah, hardcore. Man. Almost to a disturbing amount of coffee that we drink every day. But it's okay. It's healthy. Yeah. It's healthy for you. Uh, <laughs> so check out Sailor Brews Coffee, man. They are supporters of this show. They are kind enough to give us a referral link to share with you guys in our show notes. That helps us out. That helps out this podcast. It helps you out if you click that link because you get some tasty coffee and it helps out this podcast. So don't forget to use our referral affiliate link in the show notes, right? Check out our affiliate link. And also, if you want 10% off your first order, use our code WBS10. That's WBS10 as in West Box Core 10. You get 10% off your first order and hit the affiliate link because the affiliate link helps us out. Right. So please do that. Get yourself a bag of some quality caffeine, man. And you want to have out this show, right? You want to have out this show because you want to hear Donald or myself say this. And now it's time for this week's show. Yo, Deepout, what a UFC weekend it was, man. What did you think of UFC 264 live from Las Vegas, Nevada, T-Mobile Arena? We caught that thing live, right? How, what, what were you thinking was going to happen going into McGregor Poirier 3? Th- <laughs> I, man, I, you know, I, I just wanted to see a good fight to begin with. Mm-hmm. I was hoping McGregor would lose. 
Um, <laughs> it, like everybody else. Like everybody else. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. the favorite to win anyways. He he was like he, the, was, not. he was the underdog. So um, I was hoping to see Poirier really kind of do something crazy and beat him, but uh, not the not the result I was expecting in terms of like. <laughs> Not that I'm sad that he like lost that way, but it is kind of one of those things where it's like, ah, so that's what happened. Well, you know, uh, is Trump in the building? I thought he was going to be in the building. Can we go to him you know, just to get a reaction, yeah, right? you know? But no. Yeah. And it's so funny, like the entire broadcast, they kept showing all the celebrities in the audience. And I was waiting for that Trump was camera too. pan to him. And that never they happened, lied. unfortunately, <laughs> on the paper. It was a clickbait, but- bro. It was. No, but he was there. Uh, Tom Segura, a comedian who, one of Joe Rogan's buddies, was at UFC 264, and he took a picture of Trump, a little selfie of uh, Trump, like a couple seats over, and he's just laughing. <laughs> he's just <laughs> laughing as Trump's in the background. Oh, like, what wow. the hell is Trump doing here? That's So crazy. yeah, I just t- shout out to Tom Segura for trolling Trump like that on the IG feed, because yes, he definitely deserved it, man, because what the heck is Trump doing there? But of course, him and Dana White, Team buddies, as they are, he just had to uh, give him a little free ticket. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes, I was not. Uh, yeah, it was uh, the pageantry of all these UFC pay per views. Man, are always exciting to watch, it especially is. when it's Conor McGregor. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I got super into UFC because of Conor McGregor. I would always watch mm-hmm. mixed martial arts every now and then. Of course, like the old schools. I remember early on UFC one, you know, images of Royce Gracie in that white gi going to the final against Ken Shamrock. Yeah. So I remember that obviously, but you fall out of things like like I did with with soccer when I was young. Like I just you just kind of fall out of, in and out of things. Mm-hmm. So. I really got back into UFC heavily because of Conor McGregor and his antics. Yeah. Like the, those antics at the weigh-in when he takes Aldo's belt, like at, the, at that press conference, it was very WWE-esque. And if you look at him, he's always very WWE-esque in the way mm-hmm. he styles himself and markets himself. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie to you. I was always a big Conor fan, except until after this whole build into Poirier 3 is really what lost me. Yeah. And obviously... Um, him as a person, he's had some off the field, off I mean, out of the octagon stuff that's been questionable. But still, whatever. As a fighter, he knows how to sell me on a fight. As a fighter in the octagon, he does some uh, innovative things like with those shoulder uh, th- uh, thrust to yeah. Cowboy Cerrone to break Cerrone's nose. So like this guy's just like a real student of the game. He has so much money, man. He doesn't really need to be fighting anymore. No. But yet he's doing it for the love of the fight, which I can appreciate. But this whole build with Poirier got really just gross. And you could even go back to the uh, Habib Nagamedov uh, build. Yeah. And how personal that got. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're trying to sell fights. I get that. But you're getting, you're crossing a bit of a line. Yeah. And that's why Habib went after him and after all his Dylan Dennis, all of Connor's team because of how personal it got. Yeah. Of course. So it's just, it's just, there's a fine line between selling and just crossing that line of just getting too personal and just a kind of a line you don't cross and uh, something you don't come back from. And Connor was really good at toting it for a while and then went too far. And now it just looks ugly. It does. Because because of his skill not being to where it was and him just not being a gracious loser. I'll never forget the first loss against Nate Diaz and how he was saying, I'm humble in victory. I'm humble in defeat. 
Mm-hmm. And that that kept me here there for him. Like I expect you to lose some fights, and that's fine. Yeah. But you have to like his line said, I, I am humble in defeat. Yeah. He was not humble in defeat lately. No. And it's hard to still follow a fighter and have love for a fighter like that because as he, as we as fans of this fight game, we are really invested in our fighters because we have an emotional connection because it's so dangerous in what they do. Yeah. And we all know that. We respect that. Yeah. So we root, we root for them to win, but we root for them really to be safe. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's for them to be safe. And we want to see them hard, com- perform, compete, and come out of there, go home to their family, as Poirier even said yeah. in the post-fight, post-fight thing. So Connor, at the end of this, man, he's just had such a disgusting look. It's hard for me to to root for uh, Poirier McGregor for, to look forward to that. I mean, yeah. to like, how do I spend my money to, to watch that? I, I don't know if I can, if I will, it's hard for me to say right now because I might, Yeah, I, I, I don't want to be part of the problem here. Right. We're always part of the problem or part of the solution. That's true. And maybe me buying more Conor McGregor pay-per-views when I really shouldn't is part of the problem. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I'll piss and moan about it because I did pay for it. I don't like the way Connor looked after this fight. No. Uh, am I happy he broke his leg? No freaking way. No. That was freaking terrible way to end the fight. Yeah. And but we should be feeling empathy for him today, right? Like think about that. We really should oh man, that sucks that McGregor didn't get um a had a, had a had, you know, had to lose that way. Yeah. It really sucks. Like if he would have lost, at least he would have lost by decision or more admirably. But the way he lost and he's there sitting on the mat. Broken leg, and he's talking about your wife is in my DMs. Yeah. To like, dude, are are you like how petty are you? How gross of a human being are you? Yeah. That that this is where your mind goes to to, yeah. to sell your next fights. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. and it's just it's a terrible look, man. Yeah. And nothing I can go with, Conor McGregor, man. I I thank you for being the athlete that you that you were and the showman that you are. Because uh, at one point, yes, I, you got me into mixed martial arts, but I'm not staying here for you. I'm no. staying here for other fighters like Dustin Poirier. I'm staying here for other fighters like Habib, other fighters who are up and coming like Izzy, like who are going to car- keep carrying the sport and hopefully in a good light because this, this, he's just put a real stain on UFC as a whole. Yeah. And it just pisses me off that Dana White will still say like, well, we got to have a, a fourth fight. It's ridiculous. Like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, it almost like, comes off just... like Dana doesn't feel anything. Like, like, no, nah, guys, this is all part. He wants to make everybody believe that this is all part of the thing. Like, this is just, you know, like, come on, like, you're lighting up. And it's like, yeah, but there, there, there's a, there's things you just don't do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I kind of think of sometimes like Amanda Nunes and how dominant she is. I feel like she's so dominant that if you said something like that to her, I, I think she would really really take it out on you you know like yeah no joke and uh and she's really dominant so i was just like i don't know there's just it's just ridiculous and um and yeah I, yeah i don't know i don't know where 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 i don't know where mcgregor goes from here i don't want to say ufc because ufc will continue they got like you said all the people you named people you could definitely be watching instead of this dude so it, it's uh, and of course uh it, it's just it's nuts i i uh the whole UFC card started interesting, though. Like, you had uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Chris Mon- uh, Mortinho on, what, 11 days notice taking the fight. Yeah. And just just keeping up with uh, O'Malley. 
Manny O'Malley is a bantamweight who's not even ranked top 15, but the hype train behind him is, is incredible, how much the UFC wants him to succeed, where they're giving him a fight against a fighter who's having to take up a fight on 11 days notice, who has a full-time job as a painter already, and he's just like pretty much a stand-in last-minute sub mm-hmm. and still goes to distance. Really should have went to distance. Yeah. And I get Herb Dean stopped it with 30 seconds left to go in the fight, 4.33 into the third and final round. But really... Didn't look like he was in danger, but what do we what do we know? We're not in the octagon, right? Of course. So uh, I, I'm going to trust Herb Dean always on on his stoppages, but uh, just just an impressive performance even overall. I believe he even got a performance uh, performance bonus, well deserved because he he yeah. put on a show in that opening match. Other way, even in the loss, that's the beauty of MMA that even in the loss you could still look strong, yeah, because of the heart you display, yeah, and your willingness to keep fighting, and that's why I love this sport. So, uh, so that was the opening fight on the main card, and then uh, the women's bantamweight fight. And going back to your point about Amanda Nunes, women's uh, fights don't sell fights on this controversy and smack talk and no. all that. And I feel like it's interesting; they don't really have to no. because they put on good performances. Yeah, and yeah. that's why we watch them. We we like, oh, Irene Aldana is going to take on Yana Kutsinya, uh, and, and that one's going to be a good fight because they're both skilled. Mm-hmm. They both offer a different style, yeah. and the styles make fights. And this is a kickboxer versus more of a judo uh, judo player. So of course there's going to be a, a clash of styles, and let's see who gets the benefit. Yeah, who gets who's able to use their style to their benefit, right? So it's just it, it's just amazing to see how mixed martial arts is so good in that aspect and why we watch it for that reason yeah and a uh, big up to Irene Aldana she was able to get uh the the knockout once again 30 seconds left in the round it's always tough when a fighter loses yeah. toward the end of the round but yeah. man she she was going to work she was going to work on that one so uh and then uh, of course you had the, a heavyweight belt Tai Shui Tuavasa versus former NFL Pro Bowler, right? Greg yeah. Hardy in a heavyweight bout. Debot, I think you you noticed that that. Or I think it was our buddy uh, Richard Garcia. Uh, Rich Garcia, shout out to Rich Garcia, LAFC zone fit friend of the pod here, soon <laughs> to be on the pod. Uh, uh, who shouted out like, "Hey, wasn't he a football player?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great. Yeah, that's Greg Hardy. It's so funny. Uh, He's built like right, one man. He looks like it. Right. Yeah. Coming out of the tunnel, surrounded by the security, is like. Who are they going to protect? <laughs> Who's protecting who here? For real, right? dude. That was crazy. I think to me that was the most entertaining one. It was the shortest one, but mm-hmm. I had fun watching that one, especially especially because afterwards the 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 the, the shoe beer thing or I forgot what it was called the shoey the shoey. Yeah. <laughs> so what the shoey is? It's a it's a, apparently a New Zealand thing that you uh, take a, a buddy's shoe. Not, that they're wearing, not like your own shoe or not a brand new shoe. It's a shoe that they are wearing. Take it off their foot, pour a beer in it, and if you want to get extra bonus points, your friend has to spit in it too, which is disgusting. Extra bonus oh, wow. points. But I, I, I would almost, I am almost as crazy where I would try the shoey sand spit, but not that, <laughs> not, 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 not the full on authentic one. I do the replica shoey. Yeah. That's as crazy as I would get. Yeah. But even the the replica shoey is nuts, right? Just Drinking a beer out of a buddy's shoe and just chugging it out of their shoe is nuts. Yeah. It's nuts, dude. It is. You're an insane person. That is crazy. I respect that. (laughs) 
but that was a good punch as as well. So you know, right? I, he caught I, him. I love the celebration afterwards, but that was a really clean punch that I was not expecting, and it happened so fast in real time. And you're like, oh wow, he's really he's like knocked out, and then that was it. You're like, oh damn, like, but yeah, that guy's that guy's good, man. I'll say that. You know, you could you could people can knock his like you know flubbiness or whatever, but the dude can hit, yeah. man. So. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Rick, uh, sh- uh, shout out to Rick Esparza from the Lucha Royale cast. We got to do a UFC podcast with him soon. Next time you got to hop on, Rick. Uh, t- he shouted out that Tai Tuivasa, Greg Hardy is very similar to Sean O'Malley where he hasn't really been tested yet. So this was Greg Hardy's first real test uh, in the heavyweight division and he did not pass it. Tai Tuivasa is a legit UFC contender. So of course he did. He took care of business, man. Yeah. It was an impressive, impressive win. It just shows you that heavyweight, heavyweight division's legit. It's got they got some pop. They got some real pop in that division. And the heavyweights do not mess around. Man. No. Heavyweights do not mess around. No. So um we go to now to the co-main event. Gilbert Burns, uh five uh three round decision win over Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Uh Gilbert Burns is legit. He's a real fighter. And uh, as a uh, newer MMA fan, I was really getting into Stephen Boy Thompson, Wonder Boy. It's just he's at the age now where he's 38. He's no longer a Wonder Boy, so it's like, man, this might have been his last, uh, his last hurrah, kind of to get a chance at the title. So especially in that welterweight division where you got Kamar Usman, you got Miles Vidal's in there, you just don't see see a path to a championship anymore for, for, for Steven Thompson, which is a real shame, man. No. Cause he really deserved that title at one point. He was, uh, he's a style that it's really hard to emulate it, to, um, replicate in training. But, uh, when you're able to get punches through to him, he's, you know, and that's the hard thing. He's hard to get through defensively. And that's what Gilbert Burns was doing. He was just waiting, waiting, waiting them out. And that could be sometimes a little bit boring, because you're just kind of watching guys like <laughs> spin around the octagon, waiting, filling each other out. But it's the strategy. It's like that is. I mean, when fans start booing to like stand them up or or throw a punch or whatever, it's like you get here and try to hit this guy. Then yeah, you know, like real. come on, it's it's a it's a tough game. It's a it's a scary game that you just you just don't know. So you gotta you gotta uh, train hard and and. Gilbert Burns, man, big ups to him. He's on. He's on his way. He's on his way to getting a, a top five contender next for sure. And look out, Kamar, you you have Gilbert Burns climbing up those rankings at welterweight. Yeah. So, um, of well, the main event, uh, Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor, as we were talking about at the beginning of this, um, that first round, man, I I don't see how Conor could have made other adjustments. No. To to. To just come out stronger. If there would have been a second round, I really think it was all dust in, in a matter of time. No, yeah, uh, he kind of got caught in, in a guillotine choke, which was funny to see Connor put on a guillotine choke mm-hmm. because Connor doing subs that's that's not his strength at all, no. at all. I think those were like on the prop bets. That was like the plus what six thousand something, like really astronomically Dang. high for it to end that way. Yeah. And it almost it, it almost did. I think Poirier even said at one point like I got I got caught slipping. Yeah. That guillotine was deep. Yeah. And it was just I, I remember seeing it and laughing because like Connor's not going to finish him here. So it was just funny to hear from Dustin saying that yeah it was deep, but. 
typical Connor, and I'm not going to bash a guy while he's down or laying down, uh, but his his ground skills aren't aren't aren't, aren't there. He's focused very headhunter focused, yeah. And to, you know that because because what what is he going after? The show the style points, yeah. Of course, he wants to send us fans home fans home happy, and I'm not blaming him. I was one of those fans too, yeah, cheering along with every knockout and every way every time he got it done. So I'm not knocking him now because I was there. But yeah, that's gonna hurt you in the fight game yeah. if you're just focused on that so much. So uh, Dustin Poirier, just the way the ending of that first round when he gets up uh, and you know he lets him up, it kind of makes me think what would have happened yeah. had he not let him up, had he just kept them down, and the round ended. Like how would it have played out? That's right, true. a lot of questions, right? Because why he decides to let him get up and he fall? That it's such a freak accident, yeah. right? Yeah, that was crazy when it happened. When you see it, it was like, I was like, well, he just kind of stepped back. You know, he was just stepping back and then you see the snap and then he falls on the floor and and that was yeah. it. Um, And he knew it too because he put his hands up like he was trying to protect his face because he knew obviously yeah. it would have been, you know, obviously he didn't want to come off like, oh, I'm submitting or anything. But yeah, he felt yeah. it. And, and obviously they do the replay and you see it and you're like, oh, wow, that like, that look like like you said a freak accident all he did was just step back you know because i think yeah. poirier was about to swing at him or something and and yeah it was crazy yeah because poirier was still like going for the ground and pound at that point after connor went down but yeah and it's it's crazy that, that poirier said that off of one of the leg uh kicks that he checked that he felt he heard something snap or he felt something mm -hmm. uh, in connor's leg and right away connor's denying, denying, it, it, denying yeah. it immediately immediately but Maybe there there has to be something to that. Yeah. I mean, there, those that's only those crazy. two are in the octagon. That's crazy. Which that is amazing. That's how that's how fragile the human body is, right? Yeah. And that's how fr uh, fragile this sport is, man. So never take any of these fires for granted, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I know I know you and I don't, and just anybody listening who's a a fan of fighting, and I know there's a lot of critics like uh, our own Clipper Pablo, who is not a fan of mixed martial arts. He thinks it's you know, rather barbaric, and and I could see that, right? But but it's just like there there's a lot of respect that comes in this game, and I think at the end of the day, that's what we need from our fighters that we want that we that we expect from our fighters is what we expect and we deserve as fans of of this sport because they need to have that respect for each other's bodies in that octagon, yeah. especially out. It's really funny um, to know. Um, a good uh, a former uh, heavyweight UFC fighter turned podcaster, Brendan Schaub, who I have other feelings about, but he talks about being close with former people that he fought in the octagon with. Yeah. And like talks to them now because they share that, that bond, that camaraderie of like competing in the octagon together, even though they competed against each other at one point and maybe we're trying to really inflict some, inflict some real hurt and, and damage to each other. They weren't really trying to, kill each other that's never what you're trying to do in there you're just trying to win by by any means necessary of course. and some and yes yeah, sometimes injuries are going to happen that's part of the sport but when you when you see that happen you're immediately worried for that guy you're immediately checking on him like yeah. is he okay like get him in the hospital what does he need you know stuff like that yeah. so it's just it's just really ugly to see this happening and it makes you think had the shoe been on the other foot had Dustin suffered this leg injury, how Connor would have acted? Yeah, and it, it just makes me feel it makes me care. feel like really disgusted by how he might have acted. Yeah, of course, knowing how much bad blood there is. And I love the way Rafael dos Anjos uh, came out and said that 
this is karma. Because if you recall, we got the original Connor versus Nate Diaz one because Rafael dos Anjos was a late uh, injury. Uh, he was originally going to fight Rafael dos Anjos, but uh, on a late substitution, they brought in Nate Diaz. Yeah, and because dos Anjos uh, injured his foot, his his broke his leg during training. Yeah, yeah, and he took a picture of it. It was very similar to Connor's injury. Yeah. But they, uh, Connor said, "Oh, you stubbed your toe, and that's why you don't want to. That's why you don't want to fight me." Yeah. So it's just very poetic that this happens to Connor McGregor now. Yeah. It's like almost like you, you know, bad stuff happens to bad people sometimes. You think, right? Yeah, exactly. You kind of are upset when good stuff happens. Bad stuff happens to good people. Yeah. So it's like maybe this is very fitting for Connor. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't wish bad upon anybody. At all, right? Like, I hope Connor gets 100% healthy. I hope he heals up and is able to, you know, you know, spend all the rest of his life happily with his family. But it just makes you think that, man, this might have happened to you because of all the shit you've been putting out there in the world, right? Yeah, it felt like um, it. Because that's such a freak accident. Yeah. Such a freak yeah. accident, dude. But It was a bummer. Uh, real bummer, man, to end it that way. But I, I got to say, at this point, Dustin Poirier is the guy. There's no, there's no, to me, there's no way you could say that he wasn't a one judge, two judges had that first round 10, eight to Dustin Poirier. Mm -hmm. So it's like, dude, what do you, what are you trying to do a a fourth fight for? It's yeah. It's it's over. Get over it. You lost, move on. Give us, give us your third fight with Nate. Yeah. Get whooped there and go to WWE. (laughs) WrestleMania. <laughs> Go to WrestleMania. Yeah, dude. <laughs> WrestleMania in Dublin. There it is. Yeah. Book it, Vince. That'll be a pop. It's over. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> See, you have life outside of UFC, man. I know the fight games. The freaking ESPN2 is also like Max Keller may be like, whoa, this was really isn't over and stuff. And it's kind of like, uh, I think his foot broke and it's over. <laughs> you know? I mean, I always think with bad blood between people, there's always a way to talk things out, right? It's yeah. You, you always have to like, talk things out and figure this out on a personal level on a professional level as far as fighting for purses like for for money and all that i think it's it's over as a fight fan yeah i don't want to see this again i think it's a clear-cut winner now uh we that was the third and final and and you know tie-breaking fights yeah and it's connor got that first win when dustin poirier was up and coming yeah and this is when Connor was stronger and, and and more you know invested into the in evolving the fight game and now he's not I think if you have a fourth fight, you're just going to embarrass Connor even more no, and hurt his stock even more. Yeah. That's my opinion on it. Uh, will I watch it? I'll probably be part of the problem again and watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Now, what I really want to see is Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier because that's the real match to make. That's the one where we're going to see who is the better fighter, who. Because now the, the division's got to move on from Connor. Connor is no longer in that, in that lightweight division. It's. It's it's time to move on. The UFC needs to move on. Connor needs to move on. And I don't know if he moves back up in the rankings, but all I know is it's going to move on, and I can't wait as a fight fan to see that lightweight division move on with Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier because that's one that I will definitely be watching because I'm ready to move on. And D-Bot, are we ready to move on from this week's episode? Yeah, I think I'm ready to move on. <laughs> <laughs> We all got to move on. We all got to get closure. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. That's it for us this week. See ya. Later. Later.